0: This is sophie lawson from sophie lawson.com and this is episode 67 of the sophie art podcast which is a little podcast that i do about the art and things but this one's going to be more about the things and art it's something i'm trying to work on is i'm currently thinking how do i and what i think i might do because i want this podcast to be art and things not things and art so what I'm thinking about doing now is putting only art topics into Little Dennis's bag, so he he can only pull out art topics. And three times each month, the podcast will be focused on art. And then at the end of the month, there'll be like a week of anything goes where I can talk about anything. Because I do want to sort of structure it more with art focused. But I've got lots of little topics I want to talk about over the coming weeks and i want to talk about death but i can that's actually related to art it's like how can thinking about death make you a better artist i'm actually quite excited to do that one i want to talk about distractions as well which is quite weird because i feel like sometimes i'm getting distracted by things which i think is to do with my art my art but it's probably not so it's quite hard. It's quite easy to get distracted, I think. So that'll be another fun one, I think. But this one's going to be about lucid dreaming. And what I'm going to do is... I've got five little lucid dreams written down here from the past month or so. And I'm just going to quick, quickly go through them and talk about them. Because I love talking about lucid dreams. And I think you can learn stuff from like listening listening to people talk about their dreams and stuff so that's basically what this podcast is going to be all about I've got the book here Robert Wagner's lucid dreaming book gateway to the inner self this week's international quote is going to come from that but that's basically it I've got my dream diary here as well little Dennis is here as well but my dream diary is currently on day 587 and The dreams here, I've got one, the first dream I'm going to talk about, actually the first dream I'm going to talk about is just a regular dream, but it's something that was really quite funny. So that one's going to be about a purring cat. Then I've got four little lucid dreams. The first one is from the 21st of June and it's about a little trip into space where I turned into a ghost. That was a mental one. The next one is going to be about moving blocks that was on no the first one was on the 6th of June the the second one is the 21st of June this is about moving blocks where I actually went into a previous dream and I become aware that I was walking around a previous dream it's another crazy one the next one was day 581 this is where a taxi driver showed up and started driving me to a place where I wanted to go that was quite funny because he seemed to be self-aware and then the final one is going to be about one that happened two days ago where i was stuck in a house full of lucid dreamers but i was proper stuck in there and it, it turned into false awakenings a string of false awakenings one of, it was crazy <laughs> but one it is i'm going to start at the first one now this first one is one of those every now and again You'll have a lucid dream. So a lucid dream is where you become aware that you're dreaming and then you can start manipulating the dream. So if you go in if you if you go into the dream with like a like a little goal, like you might want to say meet somebody who's died or something. If you go into it with that, when you become lucid, you can then sort of say, I want to meet this person and see see what happens. So that's what lucid dreams are. I don't know if you can see it on the camera because this podcast is on YouTube as well at youtube.com slash lawson, but this first one just seemed to last forever. It's... Because every now and again you have a lucid dream it just seems to last for a long time. Some of them are really quick but this one it went on for a quite long, a long time so I've got a little goal at the moment which the dream like six months ago or something it t- it told me to seek out Sula somebody called Sula so what I've started doing is going into my dreams I talked about it on a previous podcast where I go into a dream I recite a little poem that I've learnt, which is in the water so blue I will heal my wounds my promise to you is I will heal you too I say that which has this effect of sort of stabilizing me in the dream really and then I'll say to the dream, take me to Sula and and then just see what happens. I think I might change that a little bit to say I'm gonna start, I'm gonna try and start saying manifest Sula in front of me because if I'm saying take me to Sula I'm gonna then have to go through the dream to get to Sula whereas really I want I want to go face to face with Sula to find out what it, what Sula is I've got a strange feeling that it might be something nefarious. (laughs) I like that word, nefarious. But we're going to have to wait and see. Because ever since I've started to find find Sula, I have had such crazy dreams. And some of them have been a bit scary. But I think that's part of dreaming. That goes into the quote, actually, from Robert Wagner. But this one... So I've got 15 little things. I'm just going to read them and then I'll talk about the dream. So I said, there was no sound till I got closer to the star. The blue, actually it won't make sense if I read it like that. So what happened was, I was in a dream. I became aware that I was lucid. And I said, take me to Sula. At which point I found myself in space. And there was no sound. I said, take me to Sula. I kept saying, take me to Sula. And I was really... really determined this little ring of yellow light but it looked like a ring of fire but it didn't look like fire but (laughs) it's weird so i i I focused on that and i thought i've got to get there i couldn't i wasn't really moving so i started trying to swim through the air and it was going to take forever because it was getting close very very slowly it would have taken ages so what i did was I focused on the space between me and the the yellow ring. And I like sort of teleported into the space. So then I, t- I focused on the space between me and the thing again. And teleported again. So I kept teleporting half the distance until suddenly it was right in front of me. At which point you could hear it sort of going. <laughs> and the closer you got into this ring it was going. <laughs> and it's building up as well. The way I would describe it is like it's as if somebody had like a bungee rope on me. And as I was getting into the ring of fire they were pulling it. So it was like resistance. Suddenly as I'm I'm in the middle of this ring of fire and I'm constantly saying take me to Sula, take me to Sula. Suddenly this little blue light floats across the screen in front of me. And I, I like focus on that. I'm still going through this yellow ring focus on that little blue thing suddenly i've popped into this blue thing and it's gone all that resistance has disappeared as if somebody cut the cut like the rope or something so it's as if i'm floating the next minute i'm standing in front of a massive table this bloke it's weird because i was in i was i had my dream diary inside of this dream with me this dream i am convinced is maybe an out of body it's, it's even out of body experience or it's so it, I definitely feel like I went to another place with this one because this there's a, I was on the, in front of this table massive table I there was somebody to my left and he what he did was he said it's as if the minute I popped into existence in that place it I felt like he was he had brought me there and the minute I popped in it was as if he sprung into action he said right Huh. He picked up my dream diary, took it off me and said, what day are you on? And he, he went to day 800, which I'm not on yet. He went to day 800 and it was a blank page. So he gave my dream diary back and he just started throwing all this information at me, which it kind of doesn't make sense. But I try to remember as much as I can. And what he did was he, he drew like a cross on a piece of paper and he put... I think it was minus 1, 4, Y in that corner. Then it was 1, 4, Y, minus 1, minus 1, 4, Y. Very weird. And then he said in that corner he put David. In the other corner he put Jos- Joseph, which I later found out. They're both names in the Bible. And I also asked what his name was later in the dream. And he said he was called Noel. 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 Which is also linked to the Bible. Very weird. But he was giving me all this information. And I'm I'm in the dream. And I know I'm trying to remember it all. Because I want to bring it back with me. So I'm trying to memorise what he's telling me. So I can bring it back and write it when I wake up. But I'm also trying to make sense of what's going on. And it was like overload. And I kept saying to him. Slow down. I'm not going to be able to take all this in. And he, he kept repeating it and I, we both had a, a pen, and I started trying to write it down, but my pen wasn't working, and I just said to him, I'm not going to be able to remember all of this when I wake up. So he stopped telling me stuff, and but he still had this little graph there, so I was, I was trying to memorise this graph, and then he started saying stuff like, because we were talking telepathically, and he he started saying, when you go back to your talking world... Cause like when I woke up, I thought, "Wow, that's what made me think." It, I, w- I was in a, a different sort of reality or something. But basically, he we talked for well, it seemed like ages, and then I think what happened was he realised that I wasn't going to be able to. It felt a little bit like he thought, "You're not ready yet for th- for what I'm telling you," but then I'm thinking because it's day eight hundred in the diary, I'm wondering whether next year. When my diary gets to day 800, maybe somehow this is all going to make sense. But what happened was, he started to take me away as if he was going to take me out of the dream. Because he was saying, when you go back to your talking world, and he started taking me off saying, literally "Saying you've got to go back now. And I said, I don't want to go back yet. He said, you've got to go back. I said, I don't want to go back. And then I noticed that the door was opening, because he had like a door over there. This room was all glass windows. It was just. It was as if we were in a massive building with all glass windows. It was very futuristic. It was very futuristic. It looked really nice, though. This this door started opening, and I got this sense that the reason he was trying to get me out of the dream was because whoever was coming in, he didn't want them to see me. And I said to him, "It's all right. You can trust me. I'm not going to do anything." So he, he let me stay door opens up and I I was half thinking is a monster going to come in or something (laughs) but this lady come in with two two children and I I worked out that it was his wife and kids but she come in and I'm standing in front of her and I started waving at her she couldn't see me and I realized then that I basically like turned into some sort of ghost thing (laughs) that I think the bloke could see me but they couldn't so what I did was I didn't want to because I was convinced, I was even convinced inside of this dream, that I was inside of a reality that I could potentially change. So I I didn't want her to walk through me, in case somehow it it like did something to her. So as she was walking around, I and the, the two kids were walking around. I was moving in between the space between them. I was desperately trying to make it so that I wouldn't like touch anything. So they walked over to the window, and it was a clear sky outside. It was like looking over like a futuristic city. But you could see the stars in the sky, even though it was daylight. And she, her and the kids and the bloke, they went over to this window, and they were looking up, and she was pointing at one of these stars, which I just am convinced was the star that I had come from. And she's pointing, that one's bright today, she said. And all the kids were looking, and I, I thought, I want to look at this. So I walked over to the window and I was looking out the window at this star and I breathed on the glass and I left like a, hmm, I left like a thingy, like a, what do you call it, a breath mark on the, and I stepped back and thought, oh no, she looked around and looked and she saw it and then she started looking around as if, who's here? I got, again, I got a feeling, I got a feeling as if I've been there before and he, and she knows that... She, I got a feeling like she was. She, I know it sounds a bit mental, but it, it felt to me like she had said to him, "Don't bring Sophie back here again," and that's why you was saying, "Don't let." That's why he wanted me to go before she come in. It's weird. I, I was just. It's just like a feeling I got. So I thought, "Oh no, I'm going to get him in trouble." At that point, the dream starts to fade, which I'm convinced was him, like knocking me out of the dream. And I'm just. I'm, as I'm leaving. I'm getting this sense that he's now going to get in trouble but I also feel like I'm going to I reckon I can go back there so like once I've sorted out this thing with Sula I'm I'm going to ask to go back to see Noel because I've got so many questions for him there's so much stuff he said in in this dream it was just it was a crazy one it was a crazy one but I woke up from that convinced when I woke up I actually tried to go back to sleep to get back in there because i I had questions for him, but I couldn't. I was so hyped up with that one, I couldn't go back to sleep. So the main thing with that one was the the feeling of going through that ring was like really intense. It's beautiful, but then like the lights going across again. This is because I'm not sure if Sula is good or not because I'm getting lots of signs that Sula might be not necessarily something I should be going after. He even said, well, I got the feeling, when that light came across, I got the feeling he was pulling me away from going down to see Sula. And that's it, going down. And we we class going down with not good things. Because this ring, as I started going into the ring, it was going down like that. It was. I feel like it was some, some sort of wormhole thing. It was really weird. But that's basically the first lucid dream. That one just... I'm convinced it was another place and I've just started wondering so many things like I'm wondering does he does he and his family exist out there and like are they out there now (laughs) are they out there now like what are they doing and stuff yeah I love that one the second one is amazing so the second one again I'd done my little poem and I said take me to Sula which point I because I had a I think it started with a false awakening turning the light on. I was in this room and I I started to say my poem walking down the stairs. Normally when I pop into a, a false awakening, it's normally I think what they call the void, which is like darkness. But it's weird because it's it's the dark it's the void. So it's darkness, you can't see nothing, but you can feel everything. So you can feel all your furniture You can sense where everything is, even though you can't see nothing. It's really weird. So then I'm walking down the stairs and I'm saying, Take me to Sula, take me to Sula Opened the front door and I walked out into what I thought was my street. It looked like my street at first. And I kept saying, Take me to Sula, take me to Sula and I thought, Why am I in my street? I kept walking and I thought this isn't my street. I looked around and I looked at the roofs and they had this weird like sloping shape and I suddenly realized I thought I've been here before and I realized that I'd been there in a previous dream so I had I'd popped into a previous dream but in this previous dream I'd been running around the rooftops and I now found myself on the floor and it was weird it's it's as if if you've ever watched a program on tv and then gone to the actual studio where they film it it's that strange feeling where it looks familiar, because on the TV everything looks bigger. So you're in the studio and it looks really small. It's it's a strange feeling. It's kind of like that, where I was in, in this dream thinking, this feels so much weirder on the ground. <laughs> but when I'd been running around rooftops, I'd seen like a temple on the floor, but I'd either been chasing somebody or somebody had been chasing me. So I never got down to this temple. So I thought to myself, well, I'm in this dream now. I'm going to go to the temple. I, I was like drawn to this temple. So I walked through this little city, which I would I knew the, the past because I'd seen it from above. I found this little temple, which was right in the middle. I walk around. There's no people in this map either. It's like a deserted city. I walk up to the front of this temple. And I keep saying, take me to Sula, take me to Sula. There's this stone, the front of the temple is all stone blocks. I put my hand on one of these stone blocks and the stone block starts moving so I can walk the stone block. So I'm walking through like a little corridor. I get to the end of the corridor, the stone stops. I take my hand off, walk to the left, to the right. The stone block block starts moving back. So I'm now inside the temple and I I can't get out really. It's like it's blocked me in walk around the corner, there's another stone block, I touch this one, it zooms forward right to the end, so I start walking up the corridor, and it starts, when the block reached the end, it started zooming straight back towards me, so I had to jump over that one, and then I moved, I jumped over that one, I moved around to the left, there's this little bowl, just like this, bing, just like that, there's a little bowl, and I, I pulled this what do you call it? Like a, sh- a string thing. This little ball fall out of the, fell out of the sky. And like, bing. It like did that. It made the ball go. And then a little bag of rice popped out of the, the wall. Very random. But this little man. Little oriental Chinese man. Little sort of monkey bloke. <laughs> monk. Like a monk. He starts walking around the left. Comes down the stairs. And he goes, ah. He was like that. He had his hands... Together like this, as if like very wise, (laughs) and he goes, "Ah, we don't get many visitors here. They don't know how to get past the password." And I started laughing, saying, "I'm not surprised, because that little series of blocks and stuff—it seemed like a some sort of security test thing." So he starts leading me up the stairs, and I'm saying, "Where am I? Like, where is this?" He didn't say nothing. He never spoke again after that. He led me up the stairs, I come into this room, it looks like I'm in like an old Chinese restaurant, but there's only one chair, like a big, like a throne, so he, he, take, he leads me to this throne, I sit down in this little chair, there's loads of girls, about five girls in this like kitchen and they're all working and I can tell they're making me something. So this bloke, he he goes off to the left and seem, seems to disappear. I'd never see him again. And I started saying, where, I kept saying, where am I? Who, like, where am I? Everyone just seemed to be smiling as if they knew something. And I said, is anybody here called Sula? Everybody looked, turned and looked to this black girl in the corner. And she sort of put her hand up and said, it's not actually Sula. It's, it's Juice and it's S, it's, well, the way she described it, because again, I've tried to remember it, it's juicin, but with an S, so sus- susan, <laughs> but then I've later thought about it, and it, it sounds a bit like seduce, seduce, which that's seduce, it sounds just like that, as if. and when you see what they were doing, and then when, when, you, when I think about what keeps happening with this Sula character, seduce, I'm not sure if seduce is a good word, but yeah so i again i had a pen i was trying to write this name down because it was a hard name and i knew i wouldn't remember it but the pen wasn't working and then i said ah it sounds like juicin susan so i in in this dream i started like dancing as if i know i knew her name i started walking off and she goes i could hear her in the background saying well that's that's a good start you can feel the tension there's something going on here it's something going on it felt like they'd been waiting for me to arrive so i sat back in my chair as i walk, when i when i'd originally walked over to sula or you know, i'm still calling her sula but when i'd walked over to her all these girls they had these little revealing tops and you could see their breasts but i just ignored it this dream is really a massive lesson i've learnt such a good lesson from this dream I just ignored it because I was focused on Sula, sat back on my chair, whatever they were doing, they had these little bowls, just like a singing bowl, and they had like a little thing, and they were mixing something in this bowl, like a potion, that's what it looked like, it looked like a little potion, and I could tell that they were just about, to, they were just, she was just about to give it to me, because one of these girls was kneeling in front of me, mixing this bowl, as if just about to give it to me. And then I said to her, because I started thinking, why is everybody here w- wearing these little revealing tops? And I, I said to her, I said, why, because why she was bending down mixing. I could see down her top, her breasts. So I said, why have you, why are you, why have you got your breasts out like that? And I said, why is everybody here showing their breasts? And I said, I know what you're doing. You're trying to distract me with these breasts at which point the dream started to fade away and i don't know if you've ever seen that thing where darth vader goes like no as this dream started fading i was like no i was trying to grasp back onto it i I was trying to get back in but but i woke up i was so upset that i had because what had happened was this is what i've worked out (laughs) Even though I didn't focus on the breasts, I stayed focused on Sula. I started trying to analyze inside of the dream these these breasts. Like I tried, started trying to analyze what they meant, which meant I actually put my focus on them. So the very thing that I think they were trying to do, which was distract me with the breasts, I ended up doing by trying to be, I guess clever and analyze the situation I ended up doing the thing that they were trying to do and so even though the dream faded and I'm maybe never going to find out what they were about to do I love that because I learned a lesson and it's what I've learned is don't analyse things inside the dream analyse when you get out (laughs) so that dream was probably that's the main lesson I learned and I almost wonder whether that was the point of that dream and that's why the dream faded because I didn't I didn't do anything to to like stop it I was I was focused as best I could and it, it faded and I couldn't get back in there and again when I finished writing about it I tried to go back to sleep to get back in there but I was just again whenever I come out of lucid dreams I seem to be quite pumped up like lots of energy so it's always quite hard to get back into them but that was that was that is that was a fascinating one the next one which was on the 5th of July, again, I woke up in a false awakening on my bed, now this one's a bit different, I said my poem, I was going downstairs saying, take me to Sula, take me to Sula, and I could feel somebody behind me, or I could feel something behind me, like, I'm going to say shadowing me, so I feel like it was my shadow, so I think Sula has got something to do with my shadow self, and actually I've changed it now, so that When I say take me to Sula, I'm actually saying take us to Sula. Because I've I've talked about before, some of my lucid dreams. At the very start, I used to see this massive dragon. Which, like, it was very scary. Massive dragon. And there was one dream where I was face to face with this dragon. I was in like a little tower. And every, there was a little window. And I kept walking past this window. the The dragon was shadowing me. And I just I was convinced that the dragon was actually me, like my shadow self or something. But I, I couldn't handle it and one of the dream characters like gave me this little balloon, huh? Like a little a little balloon. It said, take this balloon, let it take you wherever it wants to, but come back when you're ready. And I've not really seen the dragon since then, but I feel like 'cause I think all the I'm convinced all these dreams are telling a story. I think they're like little blocks of a big story and like well what I think is and this is a bit weird I think sometimes you get you get a piece of the story before another piece so it doesn't make sense until later on a bit like that first dream where he's telling me stuff for day 800 in the diary I feel like our dreams are maybe out of sync because time is different in dreams I think you can end up getting like bits in the future before the bits in the past it was very weird but so I'm walking down the stairs with this shadow thing behind me but I didn't really I was just focused on getting to Sula so I opened the front door take me to Sula take me to Sula there's this black taxi waiting outside however it looks a bit like a hearst (laughs) again this is why there's so many little signs that Sula is linked to something not potentially not not good and I've been having dreams where like the other day I had a dream as I'm waking up it said it was whispering me to it whispered stay away huh. imagine that like you're waking up and you've got this voice whispering stay away a little bit creepy and little things like that keep happening and yeah stuff like that so but I, I don't care whether it's a scary thing or not. I'm, I'm determined to see it or whatever it is when I've started thinking maybe maybe Sula is actually nothing maybe Sula is just like a manifestation of a fear which is I'm going after some sort of fear and really Sula doesn't actually exist it's just the dreams way of making me focus it's weird but in this one I got into this taxi, <laughs> this is funny, I got into the taxi, which looked like a hearse, I sit down, the shadow thing has, is sitting on the back seat, I can feel it, I look around but I can't see it, but I can feel, feel it behind me, and then I looked at the taxi driver, And I, no I didn't, I, yeah I did, <laughs> I looked at the taxi driver and said, take us to Sula, no I wasn't looking at him, and this is funny, I said, take us to Sula, I then looked at him, and I clicked my fingers like on the videos and I went, as fast as you can. I just thought that was quite funny. He started laughing and then he, he starts driving his little taxi. He's driving through the streets outside. And I said, I just said, who is Sula? He wasn't saying anything. This lady then come on the little walkie talkie and she and she started saying something about Sula linked to a prison. And I kept saying, Who is Sula? Who is Sula? and then i said to the text driver look who is Sula and then he said she's Sula is linked to the placebo so she's something to do with the placebo which i don't know what that is i started thinking maybe like Sula is going to help me change my mindset or something in a positive way get over some limiting belief like placebo is all about believing something so much that it becomes real Hmm. but so that, that's that and then all of a sudden I look out the window and again I he's driving me around a previous dream and I, I was thinking I can't believe this again I said to him I can't believe this I've been here before in a previous dream he looks at me massive smile on his face because again this guy knew so much and he wasn't telling me he feels like he felt to me like a One of these self-aware characters, because every every so often you'll have a lucid dream, where you'll have somebody in the lucid dream, a bit like that Noel in the first dream. He was a real person. I'm convinced of that. And this this taxi driver seemed like the same sort of energy, somebody who I feel like is existing without me. So I've just said I've been here before in a previous dream. He looks at me, massive cheesy grin, as if like. And he goes, I've been I've been to many previous dreams. I, no, he didn't. <laughs> he said, I've been here in many previous dreams. And I was thinking, wow. Again, he's like, it's like he's living his own life independently of me. But he's constantly going back and forth to previous dreams. I feel like his purpose is probably, he's like a taxi driver. Taking people to previous dreams or something. And then what happened in this one? He started, he was telling me something, he started glitching. So he's, he started talking, he started glitching. I thought, what? He kept talking, glitching. Suddenly I wake up, five seconds, well, a second after I woke up, the, uh, there's a cat that keeps coming in my bedroom. The cat was sleeping on my bed. The cat jumped out my window, and when it jumps out the window, it lands on the roof, little roof down there it makes like a thump so i would have woken up it's weird this has happened a lot as well i'll wake up from a a lucid dream like a second before the alarm's going to go off but the dream plays out and and finishes just in time almost as if the dream knows that it's time to wake up and that's what happened here is like the guy started glitching as if the sound of the cat ...like, broke the dream... ...but the sound of the cat happened... ...after I woke up... ...it's very strange... ...and I just thought... ...that was a bit weird... ...again, I couldn't get back into it... ...I tried to get back into that one... ...but the thing with that one was... ...this shadow thing behind me... ...because I'm starting to analyse that... ...and thinking... ...it goes into a lot of my previous dreams... ...about, like, shadow things behind me... ...but I did look around... ...I couldn't see nothing... ...because the seat was in my way... ...I think if that was to happen again... I would actually turn right around the seat to try to find out that shadow thing. But I forgot to mention this regular dream. This is funny. So I was in... The cat, again, was in my bedroom, lying on my my bed. And I've got this strange thing where if the cat is asleep, even if I'm super uncomfortable, I don't want to move because I don't want to wake the cat up. So I was in this really uncomfortable position... Trying desperately not to wake this cat up. Somehow I managed to get, get to sleep. And as I was getting sleep. I was going in and out of like a. Half lucid dream. Half thingy. But I ended up going into just a regular dream. With my sister in a house. Where I used to live as a child. So I'm walking around this house saying. I used to watch TV. Thundercats on that TV. I was talking about Thundercats. I love Thundercats. <laughs> Kids cartoon. From the eighties, nineties. But what's really funny is, in the dream, I wasn't lucid. But what I've again something I've started noticing: my dream character seems to be. See, it seems to almost becoming self-aware, or it seems to becoming lucid. My dream characters seem to be coming lucid, even though I'm not. So I'm in the dream. It's almost like I am, I am an observer in my dreams observing my dream character who is aware so my my dream characters are aware that they're dreaming but I am the observer not aware that I am dreaming so it's almost like I'm somehow it's almost like there's two awarenesses going on at the same time in the dreams and that's happening so much just lately so in this one I'm observing my dream character aware that he's dream because he was a he because he was a little boy he was because I used to be a boy (laughs) he was he was aware that he was dreaming and he he said to my sister he goes oh this is really funny there's a cat sleeping on my bed at the moment and it's purring and I can hear the purring in this dream so the dream character knew that it was dreaming knew that the cat was on the bed purring and it could hear the purring I then woke up and the cat was purring I love that I just found that really, sort of like, I don't know, it's it's amazing that the sound, it's it's almost like the, the, re, the real world, the waking world, merges in with the dream world. I would love it if you could get it the other way, so you could get the dream world merging into this world, and I think you can, but I think that just is going to, again, I've talked about this a lot, I feel like, I feel like the dream character is its own thing. I'm something else above the dream character i think we have something above us like our higher self so i'm wondering if that higher self can become aware that it's dreaming would it then be possible for for us who's in our i think we're in our own sort of dream virtual reality same sort of thing would it be possible if that the thing above us starts becoming aware that it's in a dream would it be possible that we become aware we're in a dream? So like the dream character can be dreaming and it can be aware independently of me. Maybe I can start doing that. That's a bit weird. But I, I know what I'm trying to say. I can't really explain it. But the the end result would be that you would be able to start doing things in the, in the physical world that would be dreamlike. So sort of like magical things i think i think you can do it because they even they even talk about like monks monks who have like i think they're like ascended monks and stuff like monks who have become enlightened apparently can do things like levitation and all sort of things that are dream like i've never seen i've never seen anyone do that but I, i i just say never say never now I think anything's possible, especially when you start seeing what's going on with the dreams and stuff. But there's the one more, which happened on the 10th of July, a couple of days ago. This one is mental. So this one, I might have to get into my dream diary this one. Because this one, I became lucid. Yeah, I st- it was funny. Again, my dream character was aware that he was dreaming but I wasn't, so I stayed in a normal dream, my dream character started knowing that it was dreaming, so what it started doing was, it started bouncing, and it could, it could put itself into zero gravity, so I felt what it was like to be in zero gravity, at which point I became lucid, that I was, because I was floating, I put all my awareness into my head, and pushed, pushed up, I started zooming up to the sky, but it was, it's as if you're going 5 mile an hour, 10 mile an hour, 20, 40. It was, it was doubling itself constantly. It got to this point where it was going so fast, I could feel the G-forces. It felt felt like my body was going to stretch to bits. And I thought, I can't handle this. So I stopped it. But it was such an amazing feeling. I, I did it again. And I just... That was one of the... There was this one time... <laughs> This one time at band camp, <laughs> no, there was this one time in a dream where, I've talked about this, a lucid dream, I I, got, I went into a black hole and I like I got sucked into this. I could feel my body almost ripping. It was like that, but just in even more intense. And the thing was, it it felt like it was never ending. So it, it never, because I started thinking, if I hadn't have stopped it, what would have happened? Because would, would I have stretched to nothingness? It was, it was so intense I couldn't handle it. And I started. I also started wondering. I would love to ask, like somebody like Robert Wagner, what would happen if you somehow didn't stop the experience? Because I feel like you do have control about stopping it or not. So if you didn't stop it and it just kept getting faster and faster, the G force gets to the point. Like, what would actually happen? Because your body, as far as far as I it feels like you are actually feeling it in your body so even though you know you're dreaming it's all physical sensations so like your body can't handle a certain amount of g-forces but in this dream you can put yourself into that so like how is that going to work if you can't handle it but you can be inside of it surely that's like just gonna i don't know but that was amazing and then i can't remember what happened then from that I just ended up in this house so I'm in this little house and there's three other people three little children two girls and a boy and there's like a what I thought was a mum and a a dad and basically in this dream was just this dream another one it seemed to last forever I suddenly at some point because of all the things that happened in this dream I suddenly realized that these parents Cause I was trying to get out of the house I think I wanted to leave the dream but they wouldn't let me leave the house and I, I just started to realize these two like adults are have trapped me here and I realized what was happening I woke myself up from that dream and I popped back into the house so it was what ended up happening and this is just this is a crazy one I lost count but there's at least eight and I know there's more because I just lost count. I kept waking myself up and I could not wake myself up from this dream. What ended up happening was I just kept having false awakenings. Like so many false awakenings I felt trapped. But the thing was this was different because this was false awakenings. I wasn't waking up into the void like normal. I was waking up back in that house And it felt like these two beings were somehow the energy of them was keeping me inside the dream. And I turned to these three other people and I just I knew that they were lucid dreamers. And what what happened was these two people had like brought lucid dreamers to this house and were trapping them. And I said to these three other lucid dreamers, I said, you don't have to you don't have to be here anymore. You can you can leave and I just said, "What? Ah, oh, this is funny." What happened was it was raining outside, so I said to this lady, "Do you want to see a magic trick?" So it kind of links in with earlier in the dream. I I made a little plan of how to escape this house. So what I did was, this is funny because the dream they'd be making me clean up the house, which is one of the things that made me realise they were sort of trapping me in this house. So I went outside with this dustpan and brush, and I said to her, "Do you want to see a? Do you want to see a magic trick?" So she said yes. So what I did was, I stood on this little something, I can't remember what it was and I suddenly, remembering the previous dream, I put all my energy in the top of my head and I just zoomed straight up, the G-forces again, I shut my eyes I'm going up through like the space and then this is the funny bit, so I've escaped the house I realised I still had the dustpan and brush with me, this is is funny, what I did was I stopped I zoomed all the way back to the house and I I like dropped off the dustpan and brush and said oh, I forgot these and then zoomed off again. So I thought that was funny because it's kind of like you've managed to escape this house but you've gone back just to put the dustpan and brush there. I thought I thought that was funny. Maybe you have to be there but it was funny to me. So then what happened was I thought yes I've, I've made it. Wake myself up. I'm back in the house and now I'm thinking I'm just thinking what is going on here? As I got back into the house, this voice again, there's always like a voice that tells you things. This voice said, it said, you're going back to this house. You've only been gone 16 seconds. But to them, it's like 68 years or something. And in this house, everybody had grown older. Apart from these three little lucid dreamers, they were still the same age. So now I'm really feeling like I'm trapped in this house. So I'm trying to escape, and I, I said to her, I said, well, I'm wondering whether that lady is Sula. I don't know, because I'd been saying, take me to Sula, and I ended up in this house. So I, I don't know, but I said to her, what have you done to me? What have you done here? You've, you're trapping us in this house. And then it really got quite evil. I forced myself awake again, again, back into this house. The way I was... Finding out if I'm lucid or not is checking the light switches. Gets a bit weird now because light switches never work in dreams, but in this dream, am I dreaming? I did. I hit the light switch. The lights were sort of working, so I'm now thinking, oh, I'm not dreaming. But what happened was the lights, the light bulb was multicolored, so I said I am dreaming. I woke myself up again. I'm back in the house. I go to touch light switch the the adult the bloke he rugby tackles me to stop me touching the light switch as if he's trying to stop me realizing i'm i'm dreaming and i said what are you doing here you're trapping me in this dream and then the last one i just focused so much on waking myself up as i woke up i i i popped back into into my bed but as i popped back in my body was just fuzzy fuzzy and it's it felt like as if I had teleported the energy from the dream into my physical body and I I know it sounds mad I felt exhausted (laughs) I felt exhausted after that it's like I woke up well this is the thing I woke up and I'm like have I actually woken up or am I still dreaming there's this sense of I don't know what the word is, it's. You, when you have like so many false awakenings and you can't wake up, you, you end up feeling like. I, 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 it's not scared, you just feel exhausted, then. That's probably the best word. But my body was fuzzy for about 30 seconds and I was in this strange place where I was half asleep, half awake it's that is the weirdest feeling I've had and I just felt like I felt like I I it's gonna sound weird I felt like I could have got trapped in that dream and then I started ever since that I've started thinking if you're in a lucid dream and you or something could change the time if let's say for instance they could the dream could change the perception of time so that In the lucid dream, like say one second out here is like a thousand years inside the dream. Would it be possible for you to, because would it be possible for you to be in that dream for 5,000 years and it would feel like you were there for 5,000 years. You would wake up and you would only have been gone for five seconds. So would it therefore be possible for somebody to trap you in a lucid dream take away time or slow time right down so that you could almost be trapped in that dream infinitely like forever and back in the physical world nobody would know because time wouldn't have passed i start thinking about stuff like that i would again i want to ask robert robert wagner like is it possible to because I would love to, I would love to go into a lucid dream with the goal of experiencing timelessness. But then, if you experience timelessness, could you possibly get stuck in in a space where there's no time? It's quite weird. That again, that kind of goes into the the quote, which is to do with fear, because there's a fear of there's a fear of you could get trapped in there. So you'd probably not be able to experience it because oh it's weird it's weird but it just makes you wonder stuff because then you start thinking well is it at all possible that what we are inside of now is kind of that's what's happening whereby we're inside of something where time is different so we could be having these we could be existing in in this physical for like hundreds of years and then when we properly wake up and go back to the thing that's dreaming us. Or into our base reality. That thing may have only existed for like a second. But it's had all of this life, life's experiences. That would be amazing. It, this is why I love lucid dreaming. It really gets you thinking about. Like just so many things. What happened last night in my dreams. I didn't have any lucids last night. But it says here. Yeah, in my dreams, I've been a lot more confident lately. Like, my dream characters are a lot more confident. Which, again, I think, it mimics, like, the waking. If you get confidence in the lucid dream, you seem to become more confident in the physical. (laughs) What happened in my dreams last night? Walking down flights of stairs playing with a cat yeah it's all my nan seems to be a reoccurring dream symbol who my nan's died that's basically that it's i love talking about lucid dreams and i feel like you just learn every single dream not just lucid dream every single dream i always i always seem to learn something and that's why i think it's so powerful because you would think you would think if you're spending all this time in, in the lucid dreams and you would think that you would start to lose touch of reality but it actually goes completely the other way. That The more you, you realise how weird the lucid dream is and stuff, the more you start to realise how weird physical reality is but the more you seem to become more aware and, and present in the waking reality so it's almost like it's almost like the more you let the more you lose yourself in the lucid dream the more you find yourself in the waking reality i think it's i think it's beautiful little dennis hasn't done anything today so he is gonna little dennis is gonna hit the thing that means it's the end of this one this little podcast what i'm going to do the next one i think i'm going to talk about death because i find death fascinating again it's another thing like like dreaming you put all your if you put a lot of focus into the lucid dreams you seem to improve your waking life i think if you put focus into death you actually seem to improve your life because you, you seem to appreciate life more when you think about death and I don't think enough people talk about death or even think about death. So, I'm gonna, and I do think it can really help you become a better artist, like going after goals and facing fears and stuff. So, I think that'll be the next episode. And on my YouTube, I've been doing. I've got loads of videos to edit. This is one of the distractions I want to talk about. Is am I distracting myself from drawing by making videos? So even though I think I'm doing something towards like improving my art and stuff by doing the videos, I, I'm wondering whether I'm distracting myself because I've got I've got about thirty pencil drawing videos I've got to edit, I've got five inspirational art work videos to edit, and I've got about ten quick look where I look at art books to edit. But I love making these videos. That's the thing. So. And my automatic writing, where you write without thinking, it's told me to just do whatever feels right and trust the process. So at the moment, I'm going to keep making videos, but it does mean I'm not drawing as much as I want to. Well, at the moment, I've just been sketching in bed, and I'm quite enjoying that, sketching little characters. I made some today, which are quite funny. They're like little sausage people. <clears throat> so I've made a little, a little man sausage and a little woman sausage. And I think I might try and turn those into proper little... Like, sausage people. He's, the sausage man's got a little suit on. He's quite funny. But that's going to be future episodes. And this week's inspirational quote... It goes to Robert Wagner. <laughs> Robert Wagner. I love this quote because... Something I've, I've noticed, I said before... I feel like lucid dreaming is some sort of fear simulator where the whole the whole thing is is it's pushing you to test yourself to against the like putting you into these situations of fear because then you can become fearless and again when you when you wake up you can become fearless so you, you can almost improve your fearlessness in the waking state, by do, practicing in the in the dream state. But this quote is: "Going deeply into lucid dreaming requires a certain degree of fearlessness and trust." Which I think is amazing, and trust. I've, I've got. I've actually got some sort of. What's it called? Mm, some sort of like life limiting belief or something with trust trust is a big one for me so is fearlessness I think this is why I love dreaming so much because it's helping me face fears and become trust I, I talked once about a lucid dream where I my goal was to face my fears and it made me sit in the middle of a path with a bus coming towards me and I had to sit there the bus just as it got towards me I noticed that the bus was on like two wheels and the wheel that would have hit me it just missed my head so it was like and I look back at that I didn't realize at the time when I spoke about it but the word I should have used to describe it was trust because the dream was saying trust again trust the process trust that this bus is not going to hit you so I, I sat there even though I was f- thinking this I was f- I had fear of it's going to hit me I trusted it and and it like went past me so i love that and i love this little quote robert wagner it's going deeply into lucid dreaming requires a certain degree of fearlessness and trust robert wagner